the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Markets up big. Pretty regular story. Home sales are slumping across the country. R-O-C-K in, in the USA. The National Association of Realtors say that mortgage rates are to blame for slumping home sales. Every major region of the country, the Northeast, the Midwest, the South, and the West is getting hit. Low housing supply hasn't helped either. Mortgage rates skyrocketed in the month of January. Could it be the new tax law? Could it be the sky-high home prices? NAR, the National Association of Realtors, is blaming the rising mortgage rates, pending home sales, an indicator of future home sales based on contract signings. If I were buying a home today, I'd be a little bit nervous that I'm buying at the top of the market. And again, if I were to buy stocks today, I'd be a little bit nervous that I'm buying at the top of the market for the short term. Home sales declined 12% in the Northeast, 4% in the Midwest, 1% in the South, and 2.5% in the West. Could have been the harsh winter. A nor'easter is hidden New York City. Honey, we can't go out and buy a house tonight, today. It's too cold. You may get trapped under seven feet of snow and die. They'll have to dig you out, and they'll only find a glove. And come spring, you'll be nice and thawed. Trend doesn't look very hot right now. On the long-term chart, the magnitude of decline, while significant, pales compared with the plunges during the housing bust. So housing did well right before the new tax law. Housing has done poorly since, but again, it's been winter. It's been higher mortgage rates. It's been um, a volatile stock market. Honey, let's go buy a home in Tahoe. Well, why don't you sell some stock and we'll just put the down payment on the that? Okay. How's stock market doing? Great. Good idea. How's stock market doing? Not so great. Oh, we're not going to sell any stocks at close. So despite being very low still, the average mortgage rate is now the highest since the brief peak in 2013 and before then since 2011. Remember April 2011 when mortgage rates were higher? Where were you in April 2011? If I were to get in my Wayback Machine, way, way back, I was four years old. I was walking on the beach. I remember that. And we were looking up and seeing a, a rocket in the sky and people landing on Mars. Okay, so I don't remember any of that. 2011 wasn't that long ago. I remember there was dinosaurs. I definitely remember dinosaurs. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Have mortgage rates gone up to the point where you're seeing a slumping? Or is this just too national and regional of a story? It's too national. Um, You know, rates were like this last year, right? What November, right when when Trump was elected, and well, not last year, but you know what I mean. Uh, so we've seen rates where they are today, not too long ago, and we didn't see any slumps. We didn't see the National Association of Realtors saying you know, pending home sales are, are are slowing down due to higher interest rates. But uh, 
when you have the Fed saying we're going to raise rates, you know, two or three times this year and uh, people kind of get a little itchy and they start thinking that interest rates are the reason why uh, um, you might see pending home sales slow down a little bit. Um, I don't like pending home sales. I like existing home sales. That's really the number you want to see. New home sales, eh, builders can build what they want. They'll stick, they'll, they'll ebb and flow with the market and they'll always have the right amount of inventory. Uh, low inventory right now is, is the king. Um, home prices are recovering everywhere. Long, long live the kids. Yes. Dilly dilly. <laughs> My kid says dilly dilly now. It's driving me nuts. That's not good. No. I mean, he saw it once. He's like, oh, a guy on a horse. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Your son is either very young or not very smart. Oh, guy on horse. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's young. So but no, that's just we're not seeing a slump. We are, we're seeing people who are, are fearful that rates are going to go higher and trying to lock in rates. So we're seeing some good refinances and people who are purchasing are saying, oh, we're just going to put more money down. So the lower end of the market continues to feel the brunt of the supply and affordability impediments. Um, I saw a real estate team yesterday out at lunch, and I don't really like real estate teams. Just to be honest with you. I like my old-fashioned realtor. I don't need a team. <laughs> when did that come in to become a thing? Um, it's a team. It's like... There's always Caldwell been Baker sort of team. Have... It's, a, it's, a, it's been a couple, you know, married couple. You're running an office, and um, they, you know they kind of share the duties. Or it's a big office where you have to have you know transaction coordinator, and then somebody who does all your marketing and and scheduling. And you know, it. it, it I, I'll be quite honest. When I do a transaction and I'm using a real a realtor that has a team, it's it's very smooth. I like it. Okay. You kind of have to have a team, or I have a team, you know, doing what I do. Yeah, I, just, I don't. I don't like it marketed that way. It seems to be marketed like super agents and teams. And like, I once went to buy a home, and I met the person that I, the agent, in the parking lot, and she goes, "Oh, oh, Dana's over there. Do you want to meet Dana? She's part of my team. No, she's the team leader. You want to meet the team leader? It's like, no, no, not that important to me. Just go show me a home, please." This kind of dilute your whole credibility a little bit. Um, yeah, there's something weird to it. For yeah, me. But, it, but that's just perception. It, it really does add to, you know, the whole transaction. Um, in reality, what it means is that the head realtor isn't doing as much. It's being spread out so they can go out and do other things. And usually that's marketing. So you're helping me do a loan right now. Mm-hmm. And we're, I want to say 90% done with the find a place, put a bid on a place, get the loan, mm-hmm. you know, uh, brass tax done perfectly. Um, this has been an easier loan than my last refi. The last refi was like painful for some reason. Yeah. So that's uh, partially due to the way that lenders are doing business now. Uh, everybody's heard about rocket mortgage and places like that. That's it's not unique to that lender. Uh, lenders are all adopting the ease of transaction now. Just so now you still have to qualify. You still are going to have the the yeah. the you know if you're W two. I'm sorry. Just so everyone knows, every time you use Rocket Mortgage, you're giving the Cleveland Cavaliers money to go sign free agents away Ooh, from the Golden State Warriors. That's a good pitch. Because yeah, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers owns uh, Quicken and uh, the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. So it's like I don't know if you remember this, but Detroit Tigers. 
the owner used to own Domino's. Tom Monahan. So if you were a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan, you would never order Domino's because every time you ordered pizza, you were helping them get free agents. Like that's that's a sports fan. That was one of the first big clashes we saw between owners and branding. Yeah, it wasn't Tom Monahan. I think he's dead. You know, I would have known. He was kind of a weirdo, though. Like he was. And when I say weirdo, like I don't mean any disrespect to church weirdos, but he was like like a church weirdo. Like I think he wanted to build a community of people only from like his a church. commune or something. Yeah, it's a very interesting story. He started his own shop in one little pizza place. He used to answer the phone, make the pizza, and then deliver it. Uh, it was kind of crazy. Domino's is the number one pizza making service in the world. Just overtook uh, Pizza Hut. Anyway. No way, fool. No way, fool. <laughs> you remember how delicious pizza was as a kid? I mean, as you get older and older and older, you're like, I can't eat that. I don't know. I still like pizza. I like a good pizza. I went searching for a good pizza the other day and found it. Where'd get in my um, belly! Bowser's in Alameda. Okay. It was pretty good. Little David Byrne, he's coming to town late this year. Sold out. Sold out in San Francisco, sold out in Oakland, sold out in Oakland again, sold out in Santa Barbara. Uh, chances to see him are starting to become fewer and far between. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. If you elect me president, I'll stop corporations from giving away cheap freebies like sunglasses that will break in one day. That aren't even really sunglasses. It just has their brand on it. Ugh. Things that I hate. If you elect me president, I'll ban Manolo Blahniks. No shoe should cost $400 or more. That's ridiculous. You elect me president, I'll kill words like redonkulous. If you use them, you go to jail. Thank you very much. I will be a revolution, and that should have you concerned. Talking about tech, talking about the future. You know, one of the things that Apple has is developers. Apple developed an ecosystem that kind of made some people money for developing apps for them. And slowly but surely, Apple and Google are challenging. Uh, not Apple and Google, Google and Facebook. Great Google or Moogle. Sometimes Great I get Googly my big Moogly. dominant tech companies mixed up. Great Google Moogle. Um, where do I go from here? In 2018, the platform best poised to challenge the operating system. Duopoly isn't an operating system at all. It's Facebook. And Facebook continues to efforts to house experiences and other applications within the Facebook app family. <clears throat> Facebook's family of apps include Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. WhatsApp! So that ranks them pretty high globally in all the categories. Um, On Fridays, I drive by Facebook's campus, and it scares me. It used to be the Sun Microsystems campus that they bought. Sun Microsystems sucks, and Scott McNeely can't run a developed company. But then Facebook says, we're going to put a building kitty corner to the Sun Microsystems campus. And then another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. And Mark Zuckerberger has quickly turned into the Darth Nihilist of technology. 
Do I love Mark Zuckerberger? I do. I'll take that medium rare, please. So more developers are coming to Facebook because they're having more and more campus. They're not building more campus because life sucks. Life definitely doesn't suck for Facebook. E-commerce in 2017 saw a lot of innovations. A lot of innovations. Um, However, some lackluster as well. Mobile purchases are expected to increase 23% year over year in 2018. That ain't too bad. That ain't too shabby. That's still some pretty good growth. The Amazon Whole Foods marriage has hurt Whole Foods' reputation. I've talked a little bit about this already. Um, and the grocers since raised prices by about 1.6% on average. And its produce prices have dropped, but the produce quality has also dropped. Whole Foods reportedly hasn't changed any relevant operations or standards of quality at this point in time. Consumers' perceptions are souring on the company. So Amazon buys Whole Foods and everyone's like, ooh, Whole Foods will become cheaper. It won't be a whole paycheck anymore. Not so fast. Amazon's going to try to dominate the grocery industry with its expertise in pricing and logistics without Whole Foods consumer expectations. They say, screw you, Whole Foods consumer. You snob. Um, In my opinion. So Alibaba is an e-commerce play that we have to talk about. Tremendous company. $25 billion in revenue on Singles Day, which was one day of commerce last year. And they more than doubled U.S. e-commerce sales. Um, I'm sorry. No, no. I need to correctly say that. Alibaba, in one day, outdid Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. That's the right way of saying that. So what Alibaba does in China, we don't do that in on Black Friday or Cyber Monday here on a mobile platform. Singles Day is a holiday that was made up. For the record, I hate Hallmark. I hate gift cards. I hate holiday cards. I hate love. I hate expressions of feelings. I hate it all. And to spend 2 or $3 on a card, you're like, Ugh. just carve it in a tree and walk by the tree and say, oh, look, a love note. I know you're saying, don't carve trees. We only have so many of them. Black. Black. Black hates Hallmark. Thank you. I hate balloons. I hate balloons. They serve no purpose. They're bad for our environment. They're bad for animals. Um, I hate them. And they're way too expensive for a little piece of latex. So, um, anyway, Singles Day, you're going to see... Alibaba and what happens there is going to be tried to be replicated here. So Alibaba is building relationships with U.S. merchants to strengthen its presence. You're going to see Alibaba promote Singles Day in the U.S. and you're going to see significant deals tied towards it. And Amazon's going to go, that's interesting. And they'll try to keep up with it. A cavalcade of retailers and brands are going to revamp their mobile apps and browsers. Retailers are looking to speed up their mobile channels as consumers are banding slow apps and browsers, and we want it instantaneously. Pier 1 recently updated its mobile browser to an adaptive response design, allowing the browser to adjust to fit any screen. Um, It lowered the load time significantly, and it upped the conversion rate by 93%. So iOS 11 was the new operating system that Apple threw out there. They threw out a new operating system pretty regularly, typically once a year. Um, But they also threw in augmented reality kits, And retailers are looking at that going, what do we do with this? 
And companies like Ikea are like, okay, so we want to sell you a couch. Let's take a look at your living room. Turn on your augmented reality on your phone, and we'll, we'll find the right couch for that room. You can now scan your body with your phone and try on different clothes. Oh, my God, no way. Adaptive technologies, augmented reality. Why not see what that Hawaiian shirt looks like on you? Amazon's going to enter the pharmaceutical industry in 2018. It just makes sense. It's a lucrative segment of delivery, and Amazon's all about delivery. I'm all about that base. That base. Amazon's all about delivery. United Healthcare has a mail order service called Optum Prescription. It raked in $60 billion in 2016. You don't think Amazon wants to get a license in every state? Now, that's a problem. So, will they acquire someone? Will they get a license in a few states? Um, will they get a light? Will they skip the license? You know, a lot like they've done with alcohol delivery. There's some some thorns there, but Amazon will Amazon will figure out a solution. I'm Rob Black, talking the future, 2018, what to expect in technology developments, and much, much more. Reach out, robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Were you brave enough to pick up Twitter when it looked like they were going out of business? Did you hear me doing stories about the fall of Twitter and will they ever get average monthly users up or more engagement from their users that they have? Take a look at the stock and you'll go, man, I missed that one. So at one point in time, it was left for dead. It was internet roadkill on the information superhighway. It was not looking pretty. The social media company... I think we all knew that they weren't they weren't going to die. We thought they were going to be acquired, but that felt kind of like, you know, when and at what price. CEO Jack Dorsey's turnaround efforts is in its third year. Analysts have started upgrading the stock pretty consistently. It moved from a record low of $14 in May 2016 to mid-20s and higher. Take a look at the analysts now. They're they're kind of loving it. You know that whole McDonald's ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Did anyone read Prince Valiant as a comic as a kid? And if so, why? It's a good question, right? Are you with me against me? Um. So yeah, take a look at Twitter. It's you, did you have the courage? And sometimes it, that's what it comes down to. Like. I tend to recommend, I'll get an email every now and then, and it's someone who's brand new to investing, because what stock should I buy? I'm like, nah, you buy indexes till you have $100,000. You accumulate wealth, and then you, you then you start playing with it a little bit. Um, but in the mid-20s, you know, does it look attractive? Can it get another leg up? When you take a look at some of the stories that people are talking, you can see that they can, because recently Facebook made the decision to uh, change their news feed, to emphasize content generated by users, friends, and family, pulling back from posts created by brands, businesses, and news outlets, trying to cut down on the old fake news. Facebook shift is probably a, a boost, ultimately, 
to Twitter's importance to media outlets and businesses. I use Twitter not to follow my friends. I use Facebook to follow my friends, to follow businesses and analysts and people that I like as far as opinions and generating uh, real content from the New York Times or something. Like, my my content is on Twitter. But I don't want to see, you know, my am at the gym, look at me working out pictures on Twitter. I'll post those on Facebook. And which, for the record, you will not see me shirtless on Facebook. Facebook's still a big old company, but publishers have to hedge their bets and, you know, start to tiptoe through the two lips to Twitter. A lot of optimism right now is being built into shares of Twitter. Maybe too much. They were known for their 140 character limit on messages, but they've uh, lengthened that. They're not about to topple Facebook. Um, but advertisers don't want to just play Facebook. They've got 330 million monthly active users, Twitter has. It's just a fraction of the digital advertising market compared with Facebook. And it's average of 2 billion monthly users. Can you imagine Facebook has 2 billion monthly users? I remember growing up where Monday after the Super Bowl, we'd all look at the, the ratings. The 95 million Americans, 100 million Americans watched the Super Bowl. Joe Montana had a fantastic day. The Buffalo Bills, not so much. So the Super Bowl was kind of like the, the King Daddy, the Mac Daddy of advertising. And now they've given that to Facebook. Trust me, the Super Bowl is still important, but I could see a day and age where NFL players aren't getting record salaries. And it'll be soon. Unless the NFL continues to do things like, we're going to put a football team in London. That's coming. How long until you get a football team in China? That's coming too. London first. It's funny because when you watch football and baseball and various sports now, you see a lot of empty seats in some of the underperforming teams. I do at least. So I think I've hit Twitter up enough. Thank you, Twitter. You can now go back to your seat. Uh, millennials. I love millennials, but I'm going to start talking more about Generation Z sooner rather than later. Millennials, though, are snubbing diamonds, and diamond pricing prices are falling. They're expected to fall 10% in 2018. Um, diamonds are slumping. And, you know, I don't know if you invest in diamonds, but you probably insure your diamonds, hopefully. They're little rocks that can disappear fast when you have various people come and go from your home. Prices of the precious gym may slump as much as 10% in 2018 as it loses its appeal with younger consumers and faces challenges from synthetic alternatives. I don't understand, and this is where I have a major flaw. I'm not wired correctly, and I know that. I don't understand why anyone in their right mind would not look at a cubic zirconium and a gift of $10,000 in cash to invest it however you want versus a $10,000 diamond. Diamonds are marketed on the idea that they will forever represent a pinnacle of luxury. I've created the ultimate diamond. It's the pink frost diamond for Valentine's Day this year. If you don't get passionate love from your spouse, you will get your money back. But you must buy the passionate frosted 
pink diamond day only at K Jewelers. <laughs> it's the pinnacle of luxury and materialistic desire. It's a little rock that people can barely see. So good for the younger generation of millennials that they don't have the same allegiance to the same products as their parents and their grandparents. Polished diamonds uh, was one of the worst performing commodities in 2017 with Jim's reputation tarnished by fakes and stones mined in conflict zones. Yes, you can get this lovely diamond. And it comes from the South African mines. We send little children in with machetes to cut off other little children's arms to intimidate them so that they'll pick diamonds in the diamond mines, which sometimes collapse and kill them, too. What? I'm a millennial. I don't support that. I, I, I don't. There's no blood diamond. No, 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 no. Generation X is like, give me the diamond. Just, just put it in a bag and I'll just put it in a bag, brown paper bag. Just, I got to go. Millennials do the right thing. So, I don't know. What's the big alternative investment this year in commodities? It's coal and carbon credits. Chinese production cuts have reduced supplies, boosting metallurgical and thermal coal prices. Free cash flow yields at North American coal producers are still incredibly attractive. Can you invest in coal? Can you do that with your like head? Like, I'm going to get coal. I'm going to get in fact, I'm just going to buy a bag of charcoal and put it in my yard and make sure it doesn't get rained on. No, that doesn't quite work like that. But there's all sorts of things that you can invest in. Lithium, cobalt, copper, nickel, graphite. All of those play into the electric car boom. And it's just, I'm not a hard commodity kind of guy. Um, that's just me. I'll stand by that. I'm good with that. So that's out there. One area that I want to talk a little bit about are mortgage rates and Starbucks. This year's spring housing market is going to be more competitive than ever. For existing homes, there's 10% fewer homes for sale compared to a year ago. It's not a good day to be a fat real estate agent because you're going to be losing weight this year. You're not going to be walking around showing a lot of houses. There's going to be 10% fewer homes to walk around in. Mortgage rates, which sat near record lows for the bulk of 217, are suddenly rising. There's still plenty of snow blanketing a wide swath of the nation. And inventory will pick up in March, April, May when that snow starts to melt. President's Day is considered the start of the busiest season for housing, with big builders touting holiday sales to kick it off. Over in the existing home market, there's nothing to shout about, though. Nothing to shout about. There's 10% fewer homes for sale this year versus last year in the hottest markets. Prices are appreciating fast. There's up to 40% fewer homes for sale in areas like New York, San Francisco. Low supply last year caused home prices, which were rising already, to accelerate. There's, there's, there's a, a, a good number of buyers. Let's look at new mortgage rates um, that have moved higher, which sat near record lows. The average rate now sits at 30-year fixed is a quarter percentage point higher since the start of the year. It's about 4.25%. Expectations is that they're going to continue to move higher as the Federal Reserve continues to move interest rates and the 10-year Treasury continues to reflect that. The market's starving for new homes. Aging millennials and young families may be able to find more affordable homes for sale this year, but you know they're going to be further out in the suburbs with more grueling commutes to urban job centers. 
newly built homes are awesome, more expensive than comparable existing homes. So higher mortgage rates may make them less attractive, especially buyers on the margins or those who are having more trouble buying for mortgage. Find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I steal a lot of people's ideas and make them my own. I have no problem saying that. Um, I saw a long time ago that the financial world needed a good person to talk basic things, having a budget, having a goal, funding it, maxing out your 401k, getting health insurance that's appropriate for you. Don't leave money, don't leave money on table. Don't, don't have to have a new car until you're wealthy. Like as a parent, I don't know anything about parenting and like, we're not taught this stuff correctly. A lot of it comes from your heart. Like I'll steal insights from other people who have kids older than me. Like, I love leaving notes for my boys. One of them I wrote, you are very funny. You are a very funny person. Let that shine through when you're hanging out with your friends. Like, there's nothing. (laughs) And now you know. Um, I'm grateful that I've been around people who have been good for me. I think you should listen to your gut as much as you can. Um, so leave little notes for your kids. They will cherish those things. Let's go to Jesse in San Francisco. Hey, Jesse. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Doing well enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm 61 years old. I've just been placed on disability. I have, uh, savings, investments, and a 401k plan that adds up to 700 to $750,000. Where do I go from here? What's your disability? Uh, Parkinson's. Okay. So you're 61. Will you ever be able to work again? I've been placed on long-term disability. I, I, can't, okay. I, can't, I can't do a lot of things physically no more. Okay. And the long-term disability check that you get from the government's probably, tell me roughly how much it is, just to give our audience an idea. I, 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 the grand, yes, I don't know. It's not much, right? I haven't gotten it yet. Okay. So what you're going to find is that probably doesn't go very far. Do you have to stay in San Francisco? Yes. Okay. Is there any reason why? It's where I was born. Okay. Um, You're going to run out of money if all you have is $750,000 at age 61 living in San Francisco with a disease um, or a condition of, you know, deterioration. It's going to get expensive on you or, you know, hopefully, and this is the craziest thing to say out loud, hopefully you die early before you run out of money. Um, or if you do have a long life, you're going to run out of money. What's your plan if you run out of money? Because when I said you could leave San Francisco, the correct answer should be, I'll do whatever I can to make sure I don't run out of money. But I know a lot of us are tied towards the Bay Area. I get it. Well, my, I guess my sister could help me out. Is she? Have you had that conversation? Is she prepared to take on it? And I, I'm talking honestly with you. Don't get mad at me. Is she prepared to take on a financial burden? Is that part of her, her culture? Because if I were to ask my brothers, they would tell me to go fly. She, 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 we disgusted. Oh, good. Well, I, I think what you should do at this point in time, and um, I would strongly consider meeting with a financial planner, like a new focus, because they've got planning software that is very detailed and much more than a flip conversation on a radio show. 
Um, but I would start there and let them know honestly what your situation is. And if you can, you know, get through the data with them, I think you'll be in a better position to at least know what you can and can't do. I would include your sister on all conversations like this. I would get a medical directive sooner rather than later. I would get a will or trust sooner rather than later. Do you own any property? No. Is there, like, no? No. See, conversations like this, I wish you would say magically, yes, because then it would be like, oh, it's Bay Area property and it's appreciated. You've got more than you think. But if all you have is 750 I'd be, I'd be very protective of drawing down on it until you very, very much so have to. And I don't know what it's like to be diagnosed with Parkinson's, and I, I, I wish the best for you, but you're going to have to do the best you can to, to scrounge and find ways to make that last because that's only going to amount to about 30000 35000 in retirement most. Um, and I don't know if you can live off that with a $1,000 disability, uh, you know, monthly check or 2000 let's say. Uh, the Bay Area is expensive, and you know your health is going to be more expensive than you think. Uh, Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal is not free. Um, there's co-payments, there's co-insurance, there's co-deductibles, there's there's crazy things that you're like, really? And the answer is, yeah, really. There's always going to be something. So with that said, um, good luck. Start the planning process. I would start, you know, getting on Google at the library. Look at your cost if you have a cell phone. Consider canceling it. Um, Google at the library is just as good for most people and start with, you know, um, Parkinson's disease and investing Parkinson's disease costs, Parkinson's disease, you know, lifestyles in the seventies, start being honest with yourself, what it's going to look like. And my personal opinion is, I don't know what you're paying in rent and thanks for the call, but whatever you're paying in rent, I would look at other places around the country and say, maybe I should go there. And, you know, states that are Parkinson friendly, maybe Florida's got a great Parkinson's hospital for retirees. Maybe Arizona does. I don't know. Um, I wish you the best. And I, I, I seriously, you know, I feel for you because it's not a good position. And hearing someone tell you that sucks. Um, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. If there's an event coming up, you could use the code radio 25. If you haven't been to an event, get some education. Everyone should get some education. Nothing else. Jesse just taught us that. Educate, educate, educate. So you know what's coming. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.